Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, please take your seats. Uh, my name's Stuart Clark. I'm from Variety. Uh, but more importantly, I'm joined by Cheryl Taylor and Kate Benbow, controllers of CBBC and CBBS, respectively. Uh, then Lucy McLean, head of product, children's, design and engineering. And, sorry, I've done that in the wrong order. And Jackie Myberg, controller of business for children's. Now, the, the format is we're going to hear from each of them in obviously a very uh, newsy week for BBC Children's. I'm going to delve into what each of them is doing and there's a chance to ask, ask questions uh, and so forth. Before we do that, just the usual housekeeping. So I'd like to say thanks to our sponsors, Fourth Wall Creative, uh, an award-winning creative team, publisher of kids books and independent producer of animated family content. So thank you to those guys. Now, I think the, the first... Uh, the first person we're going to throw to is Cheryl, next to me. I think, believe you've got a presentation, Cheryl, and then we're going to have a, a bit of chat. Yeah, and um, we've brought a very short... I know a lot of you were at the opening keynote where you would have seen a fairly, fairly lengthy showreel. So we've just got a 90-second one just to tee up CBBS and CBBC. So if we could play the first clip, please. Legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts, Spider-Man's control, and Batman with his fist. And clearly I don't see myself. As Donald Trump prepares to move into there, that's the White House. Sadly, my mum died on the 21st of August. Some superhero, some fairy tale bliss. So I'm going to stand up because I have the wrong specs. Um, and so I can only read that and not that. Um, thank you all for coming. I'm Cheryl, the controller of CBBC. Um, I've stayed out too late and had too many conversations with very lovely creative people. Thus, my voice sounds like this. So um, I hope you can hear me. I'm going to try not to shout because it's very, very croaky. Um, big news. Um, as we were just hearing about for the children's department, which is very exciting. And I know that everyone's got lots of questions, probably namely around um, money for content. Um, I just want to say um, right from the offset that at this moment in time, we don't have specific sums of money set against either particular content types or particular genres. That will happen in due course because it's all quite new. What we do know is that we are going to spend a lot of money on digital products. And as we're very lucky to have Lucy here, who further down the session is going to give you quite a lot of detail 
about exactly the type of new digital platforms that children's investing in. And I hope that that will also give you some start to give everybody ideas about the type of content that we might start needing, essentially, um, for those platforms. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a quite a speedy, because we've only got 10 minutes each, um, romp through some of the CBBC highlights um, and development requirements. Um, and apologies, my daughter is stranded in Halifax, so I've also then got to leave. So if you've got a specific question for me, um, do be thinking about that um, while we go through the presentation. Um, so yes, CBBC inspires and enables kids 6 to 12 with world-class creative experiences, not just content, full experience across linear and digital. We want our content to be bold, innovative, challenging and infectious. And we want these ideas, and this is across the piece, to be entertaining, unpredictable and clever. I know that many of you know a lot about the two channels and you know which our big key programmes are. Quite a few other people don't. So just a reminder, if you're ever thinking of pitching for either channel, please do go and look at our content, you know, both on TV and online, because it's the best way of tonally getting a sense of what we do. Um, just a few of the highlights, though. Horrible History, Sensational, Shakespeare, um, Laugh While You Learn. That's um, top of the class, isn't it? In that kind of programme making. Worst Witch, piggybacking on a really wonderful established brand. Great way to get a, a ready-made audience for an ambitious drama. We have Taking the Next Step, which is a, a fantastic dance show um, that uses kids from the UK um, in a big competition to see who will get onto the actual Next Step show um, as a performer. And I think this is really key um, because it's a, it's a new show in itself, but it brings with it all the fans of a really, really popular brand already on the channel. Um, Blue Peter, I can confidently confirm that despite some of the rather bizarre news reports over the last few days, Blue Peter's in rude health and um, we're looking forward to the 60th um, anniversary next year, which is great news. Um, so, as we're spending more on different platforms, we're doing things in a slightly different way. So, we will be doing more of shouting much louder about fewer titles. So whether that's horrible histories, whether that's the big drama, whether that's a great entertainment show, we want to put more money behind increased volume, marketing campaigns, digital extensions, etc., etc. I know everyone's heard the, you know, this this kind of strategy quite a lot, but it's definitely working for us, and um, we will continue with that. Um, iPlayer, um, specifically for CBBC, is massive. We have, on average, a 26% share of overall viewing on iPlayer. If you compare that to BBC One, 2% of overall viewing on iPlayer, you can see where our audience are. And we are doing fantastic things there with um, iPlayer premieres, exclusive, curated box sets, etc., etc. Um, I'm not going to go through everything, as I say. 10 minutes, got to speed along. Um, celebrating difference, inclusivity, diversity, um, always think about that when you're um, developing shows because, again, I think, we, I think CBC has the highest percentage of diversity of any channel in the UK, let alone the BBC. We're particularly proud of that and we want to sustain um, that reputation. Um, in the digital space, we have had more 
regular launches of quality games um, with greater reach and higher user retention potential. We've put more money behind what we call booster packs for some of our big games like Operation Out, Danger Mouse. Um, and we've seen that this helps reasons to return and brings the audience back time and time again. We've refined our YouTube strategy to increase visibility and impact. And we're looking all the time how we can greater leverage the potential of social media, YouTube and online to break out of the bubble, as we call it, and shout about our brands um, in the wider world. Um, some of the highlights, because I know everyone's interested in exactly what kind of content and how we're doing things differently in the interactive and digital space. So we've been Skyping on a new show called Remotely Funny, where simultaneously three or four kids can Skype in and answer questions and take up challenges. Um, and uh, the brilliant um, CBC HQ, we've, we've had a lot of live Skyping uh, with families and kids who've been phoning in for competitions. Interactive dramas, um, just like to congratulate Secret Life of Boys that won the Broadcast Digital Award for Kids Content last night. Well, hey. um, and we have interactive originations um, and on Facebook, we're feeding passions with more brand extensions. Um, and I'm just going to show you now two clips. Um, one is from a new short form sketch show, Internet mentioned there. And this is taking character from one of our linear sketch shows. Um, and we're just looking at different ways, different durations um, of publishing these characters, as I say, either on YouTube, on our social sites, and on the website. So if we could have the first clip of Internet, please. All right, what's happening? So I started my own channel. It's called Mark is Really Great, yeah, so shut up. And tonight I'm having a party to celebrate. Let's show you around my crib, where the party will be. This is where I keep my goldfish. We both like to swim, we both like rap music, and we both like to go down the park and go on the swings. Although he's not allowed to do that anymore because sometimes he dies. This is my bed where I sleep and play video games. <laughs> That's not mine. Next, I'll show you the main dance area where people will be throwing some serious shapes. Yeah, like this. I've got the tunes, the beats, and the cool. Hi guys, look who's with me again today. It's me, Madison. It's like you can't stay away. If only I could. Now today is a very special day because it's my birthday. And it's my birthday tomorrow. So technically it's more my birthday than yours. <laughs> So we've got some gifts for each other. Are you ready for your first one from me, Madison? I couldn't be more excited. Here you go. Oh, ice cream. Why didn't you open it? Okay. <gasps> oh! You really should have kept that in the freezer. And just following almost immediately on from that, um, this is a, a clip that went out on Facebook and did incredibly well. Um, it was taken from um, a relatively new brand that we've got um, where we take kids who are aspiring singers and in a very public service way, we um, kind of help train them up and they compete um, to, to win a competition, basically. And the winner of this year's competition, Georgia, um, kind of went on to sing at Radio 1's um, big, big Weekend. It's called Got What It Takes. 
and the social team took a moment from the show and by adding graphics and editing it in a slightly different way, it went out as a, a very successful piece, piece on Facebook. So if we could just have a quick look at that. Crying. Who's crying? Erin. <laughs> you were her screensaver for a good year and a half. <laughs> cool. So I'll take, the, I'll take the first line, then you guys come in oh, on the okay. chorus, okay? Okay. It doesn't matter if it goes wrong, it'll be better, okay? Yeah, I know it's stupid, but I just gotta see it for myself. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Oh, Ooh. and I'm right over here. Why can't you see me? Oh, yes. And I'm giving it my all, but I'm not the guy you're taking home. Ooh, I keep dancing on my own. Um, we've got so many examples, but because time is short, I just thought those two at least give you a taste of the direction we're taking some of the brands in and in terms of developing and producing um, digital firsts, as we call them. Now, as I said, Lucy's going to talk a little bit later about how some of the new platforms will operate, and that will give you an idea as well. And all I'd like to say at this stage, given that it's early days, um, our challenge, given that we are so proud of our public service. We are really proud of the personality of our channel. And how do we make sure that in the massive cacophony of noise out there um, in new media land, how do we make sure we cut through? And how can we ensure that that new content and the way we engage with, the, with our audience um, promotes that personality and sustains our public service credentials. And I think that's a really important thing for all of us to think about as we move forward and start creating, hopefully, a lot more content for these platforms. Um, it's, it's something that I think will be difficult, um, but also quite an exciting challenge. And some of the things I've seen already, I've, I've been thrilled by, I have to say, and it could be around, as I say, interactive drama, it could be brand extensions, it could be new characters that exist in different places, um, and in terms of what might live on iPlayer as well, as we increase, perhaps, um, the age range of some of our content, as Alice also mentioned, um, we will just schedule things and publish things in slightly different ways. So, exciting times. Um, I will just finish off here. Um, briefly, opportunities going forward. 17-18, full up. 18-19, um, probably around two dramas, although all of these figures slightly depend, obviously, on returners and what we decide we're bringing back over the next 24 months. With drama, um, we need to be UK relevant first and foremost. However, given the price of drama and the fact that we live in an ever more global community, um, always useful to think about the commercial potential and how it might exist around the world. Refreshable cast, obviously we have a problem if you're using kids, often they grow up um, and it can come to a, an abrupt halt. So thinking about areas where the cast can be refreshed is useful. And again, in drama terms, what might we develop for new platforms? Entertainment and comedy, please think about diversity. This is one of the areas we really struggle, so that's top of the list. Um, we haven't quite cracked a broad appeal studio family sitcom, 
So that's an area of interest. Low-cost low sketch ideas that work on all platforms and personality-led interactive fun. Um, a little bit like that sketch of Mark that you just saw from Internot. Um, more along those lines, I think. And inventive brand extensions that take a popular brand to another level. Um, factual series, the thing to think about here is that we commission in volume. So you're looking at 12 or 13 episodes. So they need format points and pillars that can sustain over such a volume um, of a large commission. And can we build a big marketing campaign around it? Who is in it? What's exciting about it? Um, yet again, diverse, passionate hosts, real role models who can inspire our young audience. Key thing for everyone to think about, especially maybe if you're a smaller company, is our award-winning My Life documentary strand. Kez Margri is here, who looks after that strand. We give out 50K per, per documentary, and these are inspiring tales um, around inspirational children. Um, and do take time, um, especially around this strand, to, to look on the iPad, because it has a beautiful, non-voyeuristic tone. Um, and uh, it's essential, I think, that we sustain that fantastic public service tone. So, in a nutshell, in thinking about all these new content types that we are looking to fund over the next 24 months, trust, got to keep that front and centre. Personality, how do we maintain our personality at all times, across all platforms, and how do we fulfil our public service credentials? thought those were useful things to take away with you. After this whole session, you will have um, the opportunity to meet the commissioning team, um, who are all up here. Um, at the moment, Mario's quite poorly, so he won't be there. Um, but if anyone is sending any interactive ideas um, in the near future, Laurie Cam will be the person who is looking after Mario's slate. So thank you very much. Um, I hope that you all have got lots of fantastic ideas. It's a, an exciting time for CBBC, and thank you for coming. Thanks, Cheryl. Before, before you have to dash off, um, so we've heard this week about uh, a move into more content for older kids. Mm -hmm. Does that, at the kind of the, the uppermost end of that, does that naturally then fall within the CBBC? Will it sit on the channel, or where, where will we see that content actually live? Well, discussions are underway at the moment, um, and we, it's quite interesting. We've already had in a number of um, really lovely um, kind of older skewing dramas in particular, and some comedy. Um, I think the iPlayer is really useful in this regard because the iPlayer already has stuff that, that sits on it that hasn't got a, a channel identity, so it'll just say BBC. So if we felt in the near future that we had got a drama um, that maybe did skew a little bit outside the parameters of the CBBC 6 to 12 area, then we could obviously put it on iPlayer and um, knowing how kids react to stuff and share things, we'd be fairly confident that as long as it was <coughs> as good as all our other drama, they'd find it. Would it, would it be a CBBC? Would it viewers would know that it was within the CBBC? No, it, it, it would, would be non-branded. It would just be a BBC drama sitting on the iPlayer. And with the emphasis on, on digital and, and such like, as we've, we've been hearing about this week, is that changing the way you will commission for producers, do they need to think about pitching stuff differently or does it actually change the mechanics of what gets greenlit and how? I think in terms of 
volume, it possibly will. Um, as I say, Lucy will tell you a bit more about the new apps. And what we're going to be particularly, you know, as I was saying, it's a really, really busy kind of marketplace out there. We, we need things that will shout loudly, have high quality and essentially give reasons to return. So, you know, you'll be wanting a kind of very regular drop of high quality content if you're going to persuade the audience to come back time and time again. So I think volume in particular will play, will play a part of that. And it will be interesting to see in terms of cost. Um, you know, we've put a lot of money into Dixie and Secret Life of Boys um, because they work both online. And brilliantly, we cut them together. This wasn't the original intention. We then cut together the video bits and they've both done really well on linear as well and often in the iPlayer Top 40. So in terms of return on investment, they've worked really well. But I suspect that we will want to explore dramas that really just might sit online, possibly on social eventually if they're for older audiences and you know exactly how much money we'll put behind that kind of drama remains to be seen and and speaking to producers i know one thing people are, are very mindful of is it's fantastic that there's more funding and more money clearly but with a focus on fewer bigger better and brand extensions and creating franchises mm. is that the which is great for people already working with you but people on the outside perhaps in the room looking to kind of you know mm. maybe make that first step perhaps a bit more of a challenging message to, to put out there? Because you're, you're very well stocked, as we've just seen. We are, and uh, I think it is hard, actually, because for, you know, for the, for the big-ticket items, if you have a big hit um, and then you get several seasons and you get 20 episodes per season, obviously that's great for you, but by default that will mean that, you know, two other brands probably won't get a commission. Um, but I think... As I was saying, we have to cut through. You know, we, ha we, ha we have to get behind the most successful brands and make sure that we feed passions in such a way that you know, our audience do come back. Um, you know, we want high-quality, regular entertainment and drama for them. But I, I, I confess it is a, a tougher message if you're trying to break in. And given that Cheryl has to, has to run, is there a question specific for her that someone... Is there a burning question that someone wants to get out... In that case, Cheryl. Oh, I can go and rescue my daughter. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Um, and I, I've, I have said that um, all the fantastic um, genre commissioners are, are here as well. So if you do think of a question, please do ask them at the end. Um, and enjoy my lovely colleagues. Thank, thank you. Thank you. See you later. OK, let's hear about CBeebies. OK. Um, so I'm just in case any of you don't know me. Um, Kay Bembo, controller of CBB, so I commission everything for the under sixes across all platforms for uh, the BBC. So, CBB's is a multi-genre, multi-platform channel, and we are always keen to discuss and, if possible, agree the digital offerings at the point of commission so that we know exactly what we're doing and how much money we're spending across. And as Cheryl was saying, it's about um, brand extensions, building the brand and, and making things cut through. Um, CBeebies is committed to growing the existing brands, so it's the same dilemma for me. You know, sometimes if something is incredibly successful, of course you're going to recommission it because the audience love it. Um, and that's why um, Do You Know got a recommission very, very quickly because it just was an overnight sensation. And the uh, comments from both children, but primarily parents actually, um, uh, the appreciation for it was incredibly strong. So that got a, a very swift 
recommission. Um, and actually, Apple Tree House got a second commission before it even transmitted because it was just doing something so different. And I'll show you a clip of that in a little while. But obviously, we're always looking for new ways to innovate and engage our audience. So I'm never going to say, no, I don't want to hear your idea because <laughs> I'm basically curious and nosy. So, um, and even when you think, oh, well, we've got that, somebody comes up with a, a, new, a new twist on something. So um, due to production timelines and obviously series being recommissioned, we are full in 1718. Uh, there's a small amount of opportunity in 1819, but there's much greater flexibility from 1920 onwards. But as ever, you know, if a show does well, there is a possibility there'll be a second series that will take up a slot in the following years in the following year, yeah, or even years, actually. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Um, we offer a mixed genre output and cover all of those genres that you can see there. Um, and the point is it's about content that's specifically produced for a very young audience at a pace and style that suits them and using a range of formats, both live action and animation. We want the best of both for our audience. So... You'll know that we've recently talked about um, working more closely with uh, companies in Scotland because we do have uh, a remit to have a certain amount uh, produced in both Scotland and Northern Ireland. And we appointed Julia Bond, uh, who's working with us, to encourage a greater number of ideas from both those bases. And I can't actually give the... Uh, title but I did actually uh, commission something that came through an idea and then thanks to Julia's perseverance partnered somebody with a brilliant idea with a company in Scotland and that was commissioned yesterday so that's already working so that's good news again not necessarily hard and fast but there are approximately eight slots across 18 19 and 19 20 of 15 to 25 episodes, and obviously within that we are considering returning titles. Um, in 1819, the opportunities are in the nations, so Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales there. Um, just going to give you a little look at my team. So there's Michael Towner, who I think many of you know has had uh, a challenging year with health. Um, for those of you who know him, uh, he had his second operation yesterday and he's making progress. Uh, but it's very early days, but I know lots of people here are sending love, and I've told Magnus that. Uh, Julia there is uh, doing a great job in Scotland, so thanks to her, the new commission um, was made yesterday. And as Cheryl said, Mario's not terribly well at the moment, but um, Laurie will be helping out there. And obviously Jackie Edwards is our head of acquisitions, so animations go first and foremost to Jackie and the acquisitions team, please. Um, quick whiz through what's just launched and what's coming up. So Apple Tree House, I think we'll see a clip in a moment and we'll see a clip of Where in the World. Um, we can actually now announce it because Alice gave the name the other night in the keynote. Uh, Waffle the Wonder Dog from Daryl McQueen, so comedy drama, the world's worst puppy and... Um, Billy showed me a few clips uh, yesterday and uh, the dog is incredibly cute and I think it will be very funny. Um, there's a lovely uh, series called uh, My World Kitchen and that will be children cooking for their friends. But again, inclusive, diverse and, and everybody's worked really hard on that. 
We've got another series of Andy's adventures. This time he goes on safari. Um, there's been a lot of talk about more female leads in animation, so Bits and Bob will have Bits championing uh, engineering. So that's very positive. Those of you who were at the kindfulness session will know a bit more about Treasure Champs, which is faith and values and uh, things like honesty and hospitality and democracy even, so challenging subjects for the preschool audience. Vet Tales, which is uh, an evolution of My Pet and Me with Fern and Rory. Um, Feel Better, which is looking at children's emotions. That's coming from our Scotland team as well, and I think that's very timely too, with all the discussions about children's mental health, even the very youngest audience. And um, I was lucky enough to go into the studio last week to see uh, the most recent series of Swashbuckle. I think it's now series five, which just continues to go from strength to strength and uh, looks fantastic. So there's a little look at um, those. And just so you get a break from my voice, can we play the clip of Apple Tree House, please? can't not like that music can you um so i'm really really delighted with that and it's gone down really well and i do think we've done something different there and quite rightly it is reflecting a different uh, uh community and it's already in its second um series they're filming this summer back again at the community center in bromley by bow uh, so obviously, drama remains important for CBeebies because it has been incredibly successful. And actually, it was here, I can't remember how many years ago, I asked for drama and a lot of people laughed at me because they said, well, how are you going to do it? And how are you going to afford it for CBeebies? But thanks to all of you out there, uh, you've made it happen. So thank you. Um, and we do continue to look for it because the audience love it. Um, comedy or sitcom, as I say, we've got Waffle the Wonder Dog in production, but um, comedy is... Uh, always going to delight and entertain our audience, so keep those ideas coming. Uh, factual and factual entertainment, um, and particularly observational documentary, have um, really proved incredibly popular with our audience. Children love to see other children, um, and uh, where in the world has uh, taken our audience on a global journey? So children watching children like them going shopping, but it might be in a market in Ghana, it might be in Jordan, um, it might be going to gather fruit from the forest in Russia. We've um, gone to India, we've gone to Italy. I just think it's um, really opening up the world for our audience and, and that's, that's gone down incredibly well. Really, really strong appreciations there. Um, and then obviously the wonderful Our Family, My First and Time for School, which have, um, I think, both supported children and their parents uh, looking at different challenges of uh, family life. So there are a few of the successful and very popular 
factual and observational documentary shows. Um, Maddie Moat has been, again, a massive, massive hit with our audience. People love her style for being entertaining and engaging and non-patronising, so I'm really pleased that we've got Maddie um, on board for another series, and Julia tells me the next series is even better than the first, so that's good. Um, so, another little break from me. Can we play the clip of uh, Where in the World, please? Sister, are you well? The market's a noisy, happy place. It's full of people talking, selling, and even dancing. Time to start shopping, Tyra. There are so many different foods to buy. Which store will you visit first? Don't worry, Mum knows exactly what food you'll need for tonight's dinner. Good morning, we're here to buy. How many tomatoes do you want? Give me two CDs worth of tomatoes. CDs is the name of the money they use in Ghana. Tara, when I give you the money, you give it to her, OK? Take it, Tyra. Take it and give her the money. Oh, Mum's trusting you with the money, Tyra. You're really shopping now. So, that's where in the world. Um, so, other things that I'm looking for. Um, I know it sounds odd, but it's often something that I didn't know I was looking for. And I always give the example of Get Well Soon and Get Well Soon Hospital that um, has really helped demystify both illnesses and hospital procedures for both children and their parents. Um, on the digital front, we are planning more CBeebies apps, not just single title apps. We don't do those, we do multi-title apps and we work with our existing brands um, so that our audience can engage with our well-loved characters. Um, there are some opportunities for bespoke digital uh, and digitally native content to extend brands or even offer something unique to our audience. And for me, it's a place where we might be able to try something out without me having the pressure of the uh, financial um, necessity to commission a large number of episodes to make the economies of scale work. So something like My Petsaurus is doing amazing business um, on iPlayer, as did Magic Door. And uh, we've got a few other things um, in development at the moment. So I think that's where we can try things and see how they work with the audience. And then we might be able to go bigger. Um, so there's the lovely Playtime Island, which uh, is doing very well. And uh, that's another place that children can access us wherever they are, whenever they want us. Uh, radio, don't forget radio, there's Johnny Lagos, he will be the person to talk to first about any ideas you have for CBeebies Radio, whether it's a brand extension or something bespoke. And there are some of the titles that we have on CBeebies Radio at the moment. Um, so in conclusion, I just want to thank all of you for helping us uh, make CBeebies the BAFTA Channel of the Year. Last year, that was a very proud moment, and uh, everybody, whether it's from the independent community or in-house, um, have contributed an amazing amount of work to make that happen. Um, and I am going to finish with the Everyone's Welcome campaign, because I'm incredibly proud of it. I think it's where CBBC is actually having a global impact at the moment, and 
I think uh, I can see Jamie sitting there. I don't think we ever expected it to go quite so global, did we, Jamie? Um, we've now gone past 100 million views uh, worldwide. It was retweeted by UNICEF. It was picked up by the Huffington Post. And I just am delighted with the response to it. Um, particular thanks to Jamie, Helen and Lucy in my marketing team. They've been amazing and we've worked on it for the past 12 months. They've kept me sane when I worried that it wasn't going to work. Um, even ringing me from location to tell me we were getting what we needed. Um, and I'm grateful to all the people who've picked it up and retweeted, particularly the journalist who said that it should be compulsory viewing for all adults at least once a day. <laughs> Why do we forget what it's like to be children? Um, so I'm going to run it. Uh, I think it's where, you know, it absolutely proves the audience comes first on CBBS, and I don't think it's anywhere more evident than here. So can we run everyone's welcome, please? Thank you. What makes you two different from each other? Um. I used to not like letters, but now I like letters. I do not like letters at all. Lucy loves tomato sauce, and I, I do like it, but I don't like love it as much as Lucy. Don't have the same. Our author lives down the hill, and I no, live down I the hill. No, I live up the hill. No, I have smaller toes than Artie. Addie, I like. Fusion and chips, and I like sushi. And they're different. She never stops talking. You got different hair. He, um, listen, has that doesn't have squirrels in the roof. We have squirrels mm. in the leaf roof, so we can't watch television that much because it's biting all the wires. Both. I'm good at gymnastics and, and, and Kelly May is good at swimming. I'm not good at dancing. I am. You're a defender and I'm a defender. No, I'm not anymore. I used to be, now I'm not. No, I'm not. What? Good at counting and I'm good at hiding. <laughs> and Matthew's he's, good he's at. He's better at Tig. And, Math and Matthew's good at um, staying in den. When it comes to difference, children see things differently. Do you have anything else to say? No. CBBS. Everyone's welcome. Thank you, Kay. That's great. It's great to get a sense of um, your commissioning needs, and inevitably, given this week's news, I guess, as Cheryl was saying, it's too early to see mm. where the new funding is going, but. Is, suffice to say, is some of that subject to change, given there's more money oh, you mean coming what in? I just said there. Yeah. Um, in terms of commission, uh, how much you might be commissioning and what you're looking for, or is it just that the grid is full? It's it's really that the grid's full, and obviously you only have a certain number of slots. I mean, I I think going forward, you know, there may well be room for manoeuvre. Um, I certainly know what I'd like more of if if 
there was more money available. If so there was more money available, what would you like um, more? I, I think, again, it's, it's more drama, and I'd also like not to be able to repeat things quite as much. I think we have to repeat things quite a long time on CBeebies um, because of the smaller budget and, the, and there are fewer slots. But um, it is about making an impact. So it's not just having more for the sake of it. It's having shows that really cut through. Um, I do think the drama's work incredibly well, um, and I would love to be able to do a broader range. Um, I would like a couple of comedies rather than just been doing just have one that you then think well if this works you'll obviously go for a second series rather than uh, having to say well yes we've got another one in development but that wouldn't actually be able to go in this late till say 2020 um, so that would be wonderful but let's see how it pans out and get the details of course and uh, yeah I appreciate it's only been announced in, in the past mm. few days but is your expectation that this will mean we will see this money on screen Will it change? I think it means we'll see it on lots of different screens because obviously, you know, and Lucy will talk about this, yeah. you know, we will be doing more and we will do more apps and we do have to be where our audience are and we are up against strong competition. You know, we cannot rest on our laurels. So I think we've got to really look at where we will make the impact. Um, but when all said and done, people want great content. I mean, whether it's drama, whether it's short form, whether it's an app, um, it's, it's making them feel that, what we do is for them, and certainly for our audience, the very young. And we're going to open up to the audience, but I feel okay. like this is the, the time to pass over to Lucy, get this piece of the story, and then we'll open it up further. Okay. Lucy. Hi there. Um, so I'm Lucy McLean. I'm the Head of Product in Children's in the Design and Engineering Department. So I manage a team of software engineers, product managers, and project managers who make our apps and websites and work with different organisations to make them as well. So I want to talk you through some of the things that we are doing at the moment. Um, Alice Webb will have mentioned some of these in the keynote. So as well as covering some of the things we do, I want to tell you a little bit about why we're doing them and the different ways we're going to be working with organisations um, to make these things as well. So I think another session that I hope some of you will have seen is the session by our head of audiences, Katie French. She's been talking about a piece of research we've done into audience need. And that research has been absolutely crucial for us. That's been at the heart of everything we're thinking about for a future. Um, we sat down and we mapped what we've currently got. We mapped the current products we have and said, how are these meeting the audience needs? And we found some gaps. We thought we've got a chance to try some new things. And this investment is going to let us do that as well. Um, so with that in mind, my team, we've set ourselves four priorities for what we want to achieve over the next couple of years. Um, a key thing for us is to um, improve, increase the breadth of content that our audience can find, helping them find more content that's relevant for them because we know we're making it. So we want to improve content discovery and make a more connected ecosystem around our products and content. I'll give some examples of that a little bit later. Um, as with other organisations, we're absolutely thinking about personalisation, how we can make much more relevant personal experiences and start to think about the concepts of profiles. What would a profile be for a child or a child and their parent? What can we do with that to help build that bond, help people find content that's meaningful for them, start to reflect people's progress, the rewards, their achievements, that kind of thing. And again, I'll, I'll show you some examples of some thinking there. Um, the next two seconds are probably most relevant for this room, so we definitely want to make much more interactive, participatory, creative and social experiences for all our ages. And that's a really exciting area for us to think about. And as part of that, develop content that meets a wide range of those audience needs that we've identified. As I already mentioned, we've got our lovely Playtime Island app. So this app was launched last year. It's kind of a sequel to a really successful 
um, playtime app, which has been really big for us. Um, I think big's the right word for it. The right word, it's an absolute beast of an app. It takes up a huge amount of space on your device and it's full. We basically can't put anything else in it. And we know we want to keep adding new experiences. Our audience want, they have their favorites and they want new things. They want to be able to reflect those new brands as well. So in a couple of weeks time, we're gonna launch our downloads feature. So a catalog of beautiful balloons um, where users can choose new things to download. And it, what means is you don't have to re-download the app every time you want something new. This, this collection will update. So this is gonna be a prime place for us to put new content regularly and, and try it out. And this idea of this kind of catalog originated in our Storytime app, which has been hugely popular. Since we added the download function in Storytime, um, we've had 33 million books downloaded. It's a pretty big library, um, really successful. And I think we've seen with some of the latest stories in that, that the ones with more well-known voices have done really well. So Sir David Attenborough, Maxine Peake, Lauren Laverne, Michael Palin. So I think hopefully there'll be some more names this year. Oh, I hope so. We'll see. Naming their um, names. Yeah, <laughs> so that's two of the current products we have. I think, again, with this investment, now feels like the time to expand the portfolio as well and add some new apps. Um, we've got a couple of briefs live at the moment to help us explore a couple of new apps. We're interested in doing one around learning. Um, again, a multi-brand proposition that we can regularly add new content to and something around creativity as well. Um, there's a really, really popular feature in Playtime called Make a Picture, which is just massive. And we just think there's another opportunity there to do much more. So again, these will be two individual apps, multi-brand propositions, which will keep putting new things. Um, so again, we're looking for companies to work with us to build those at the moment. Those briefs are live. I think with those two, they were ideas that we just knew we wanted to do and they just felt right for us. Um, what we're also doing is opening questions up. We were just saying, what should we do next? And we've got a segment called TV Surfers, who we know really, really engage with characters and brands. Again, so we've put another brief um, to the market to say, what would you do if you were us? How can we help our audiences get closer to our characters, especially embracing new technology? So we've had lots of great ideas back. So that's, that's kind of a new way of thinking for us, making an audience need and, a, and an opportunity and saying, what would you do? So there's two quite distinct approaches there we're taking to, to build some new things. I think we've also seen a big change in how our website is being used. So increasingly we're seeing that the mobile phone and the tablet and the apps are being are the thing that are handed to a child. Um, but when, uh, uh, so we start to think about what's the website, what's its role? So we did a survey and we said, you know, when you come to the website, who's there? Is it a child on their own? Is it a parent on their own? And more often than not, we found it was a child with a parent looking for something to do together. So bearing that in mind, we've kind of, we've refocused the website a little. Um, one way of done that is through the language. So you'll see this promotion to the Apple Treehouse, firmly speaking to a parent and a child looking for an activity together. It's also changed how we've clustered that content. So this is that kind of content discovery stuff. We're creating playlists, themed uh, sets of activities for a parent and child to do together. And the evidence so far, so far would suggest that it works. When somebody goes to a piece of content, they are then um, taking up more onward journeys to, 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 to do more activities. So it seems to be working. So that's been really fun for us to do. Um, this slide is from a piece of research we did last year with Crowd DNA when we were thinking about what next for our, our apps and our game apps approach. And I'll talk through this because I think it will explain a little bit about our approaches. So the research suggested that for not six-year-olds, it's kind of parents who own that relationship with the app store. So our approach with CBBs of having a smaller number of apps that we want people to keep on their devices for longer um, was the way to go. And I think that's, that's working well for us, so we're going to stick with that. As children get older and start to get a little more control, um, it really changes. I think for six and seven year olds, it goes to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And we're seeing that for game apps, children are burning through them really, really quickly. Um, things burn bright quickly and, and then you know, on, on to the next one. So it's been quite challenging for us to think about what to do here. 
Um, I'll tell you what our approach is in, in, in a little while. Um, we, for eight and nine-year-olds, we find it's kind of similar. Children commit to a smaller number of apps, still quite a few. And where six and seven-year-olds want quite immediate gratification and want to, you know, really get stuck in straight away. Eight and nine-year-olds will spend a bit longer learning to master a game and become a real expert at it, but they'll do that with a smaller number of games and they've got to be really, really good. The next, set, the next section, um, 10 to 12-year-olds, we really start to see um, social connections, social currency becoming a, a big player. And this was a gap in, in, our, in our product set. And again, through this investment, this, we're now thinking about what we do here. So again, we put out an open brief um, and said, social gaming, what should we do? What is the right thing for us to do for those kind of nine to 11 year olds? What's right for CFC BBC brands in this space? So we are funding a couple of prototypes to explore a couple of ideas. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll work them up and then we'll work with kids and see what works, what makes sense. If there's something that feels right for us to do in this space, we'll do it. If the kids don't like it, we won't do it. So you know, we're increasingly working with children to find the right answer so that the longer term investment we make is in the things that we know kids want. So back to that game stuff. Um, so obviously we've been making HTML5 games for our website for a while. Um, those of you who've seen the briefs for those lately will hopefully see the budgets have gone up. Um, we want to invest in a smaller number of really, really high quality games. Production times are longer. We've got a prototyping phase. And we're now starting to look at how we can turn those games into apps, the ones that are really successful. So with the Danger Mouse Ultimate game, that was an HTML5 game on the web. And my team have developed a really simple wrapper that we can turn it into an app. So it keeps the cost of app production right down. And when you don't know which ones are going to fly as apps, doing it quite cheaply and quite efficiently is quite important. So Danger Mouse is the first one in the series. We've got plans for another four throughout the year. And the plan is to release them at quite regular intervals just to see if we get a bit of a network effect. We'll, we'll see if they link to each other, see if we can build some kind of ecosystem. We'll see how they go. But in their own right, they're all amazing games. And I'm, I'm quite confident that a couple of them should appeal to that eight and nine-year-old audience as well, as well as some adults, because I really like this game too. Um, we know our audience love kind of fun, irreverent, short-form content. We all love an animated GIF. We all love a meme. And Cheryl showed that great clip from Got What It, from what it Takes. Um, at the moment, that's on Facebook, but we don't have a kind of a digitally native mobile first product for younger children who aren't on social networks to consume that kind of content. So that's something else that we're investing in at the moment. We're working with Chunk based in Glasgow to build an app to, to bring all this content together for children in a really safe space um, so they can consume short form content, memes, animated GIFs and send the UGC, get involved in challenges involving the CBBC brands as well. So that's a new one and we're really excited about that. So hopefully we'll see that early next year. And the last thing we're thinking about as well, so as Cheryl said, Blue Peter is, is alive and well, and we're actually using its, its heritage and its values to think about how do you bring the values of our kind of our strongest brands to life in new digital ways. If you think about what Blue Peter is about, it's about community and connection and creativity and joining in and that badge. How do you bring those kind of attributes to life for Blue Peter and other CBBC brands? And I think this will probably start to shape what we do around personalization, rewards, participation. Um, whether it be functionality or products, we don't know yet. I've just doing some concept work at the moment, but I think that's quite an exciting area for us. So that's a kind of whip through some of the things that we're doing. I think we're thinking really hard about how we do this stuff so that we do it, we do it well. We want to make this stuff really successful. So um, some of those opportunities are closed. There will be more. This is just the start. We've got big ambitions for the next few years. Um, but every single opportunity will be to work with this will absolutely be ground in that audience need. Sometimes it will be, take that need, tell us what to do. Some of it will be, we might have an approach and we want you to work with this to shape it more. But 
that audience need is at the heart of what we're going to do. There are bigger budgets as well. And again, to make sure that we get the right products, we are going to be funding multiple prototypes in some of these areas as well to make sure we get the right thing. And definitely, we're really keen to embrace new technology and new ideas through these. Last thing for me, so how do you work with us? Um, for those kind of big digital product opportunities, you need to be on the digital services framework. Um, there are about 320 companies on that at the moment, so they get all these briefs that I'm talking about. They, they, are, they see them, they get to join the calls, get the context and respond to them. I think that is it's currently closed, but it will be next open for new applicants, hopefully next year. Um, there are other ways to work with this as well. Um, sometimes we're looking for services that we know that framework won't be able to supply, so we do open tenders. You can uh, apply on the Bravo website to see those. And lastly, content opportunities to go in these new products, so for things like short form content, they will be published uh, on the BBC Commissioning website. So, so a quick you. rattle through there. Um, and as, as part of the, the increased funding, your department, in order to enable some of these things and some of the things going forward, has just got bigger, you've been hiring. We have, yes. Yeah, so the, uh, we announced today that there are going to be 200 jobs created across BBC North <laughs> but a chunk in the design these department, will be... 40 are in my team. So we've had to move floor. So these are 40 new positions. That's right. So software engineers, project managers, uh, designers, product managers, testers. Um, again, some of them will be building products, building services, building infrastructure. And also when we work with third parties, we need people to support that work as well. And in fact, Jackie, I think this might be one for you. And we'll have a chat afterwards. In terms of digital content, because of course the, the terms of trade don't apply. What, what, what's the rights position for people working with you, creating digital IP? Well, we, we currently have, BBC currently has a new media rights framework. We've had that for some time. We're not planning on changing that. Um, and that's been working very well for us. Um, I think that obviously there's new content types that come up all the time. There's new things that we're making all the time. And, and, and so we do need to keep looking at that area. And it's something that I know that BBC is going to be doing a lot more engagement in the, the, the market with uh, different... So it's not just, you know, we're, we're not just a te traditional television broadcaster anymore. Um, so we need to... It's not just us talking to indies and Pact, for example. There's other people that we need to engage with. So we're going to start doing that over the coming months to, to see what rights they're interested in and what, what's important for their business models and, and do we need to change what we've got at the moment. So there's a discussion. Yeah. And then in terms of in-house and, and working with third parties. I mean, Children's isn't part of BBC Studios yet. Nope. Um, it's, it's not. Uh, it's still very much in the arms of the public service. Uh, we did a lot of thinking about this and uh, a couple of years ago, actually. And what we decided was it's very... The, the children's market's very different to other genres, um, as you know. So for BBC Studios, what they've got in, in the other genres is the opportunity to pitch to other broadcasters. That wouldn't really work in children's. Who else in the UK do you pitch with? Now, Ofcom may be changing, talking about changing that, which would be great. With but at new the moment, quota rules, for example. Exactly. But at the moment, we're the only market in town, really. So, so there's no, competitive, there's no uh, competitive advantage. The other biggest reason for us to stay in the public service is because we have to work really closely with, with our partners in digital engineering. And we, we really felt we need to be together and very joined up because we're working what we're working on is a very much a joint mission so those big shows won't be put out to tender as we have seen it no i mean the, the opportunities will be put out to tender so for example as, as as lucy said there's the sixth massive opportunities in the market and 
in, in the way that we always have done with, with our TV shows, there's loads of opportunities that we've been talking to you about. Do, so. do the controllers and in-house production, they, they sit in the same building? Uh, they, they currently do sit in the same building, different floors, but same building. Um, but I think, and we have been asked about that before, are you planning to move them? And the answer is very much no. Um, the, the, the controllers very much commission on, and I'm speaking for Kay here, but they commission on the basis of the best idea and put the audience first. It's not about who gets to them first or where they might meet someone to have a conversation about idea. It's on the idea. So, um, and also the way that we work in children's, we're very much uh, joined together. So, so channel management and the controllers sit next to scheduling and scheduling sit next to presentation and presentation sit next to core interactive. We couldn't move poor Cheryl and Kay and sit them in a different building because they'd just be walking over to us all the time. So it would, it would be counterproductive Thanks. and not necessary. Um, in terms of the contestability piece then, yeah. does the, the charter says that children's will be fully contested by 2019? Yes, we went ahead of the game. So we started... For us, certainly on the television slate, it's different for, for digital, and I'll come on to that, but for the television slate, we've um, decided to start full contestability early, so from 1st of April 2017. And, and part of the reason for that is, uh, you know, as we've been talking before, a lot of the commissioning is done ahead of time. It takes, you know, two, two years sometimes for animation to get to screen from when it's commissioned. So it made sense to start that now and take... So effectively what it means is we've, we've removed the in-house guarantee. There was a 50% in-house guarantee and that's now gone. And in terms of kind of the, the next stage, in terms of the funding piece again, when, when will we understand where the pots of money, and we can see that, you know, that some departments are staffing up, but where will we see you know, whether CBBS gets more or CBBC? What, do we, can we even say what the timelines are before we will understand a bit more? Um, I think it's an iterative process. I think you'll, you'll keep seeing more. So Lucy's just announced six opportunities. Probably in a couple of months, there'll be some more. You know, I think keep an eye on the commissioning website because we're going to keep telling you what's going on. There's also um, a newsletter that we, that we send out to indies on a monthly basis. So sign up for that if, you, if you're interested in hearing more about what we're doing. So. And is it as straightforward, excuse me, a stupid question, that that sum of money that was announced is spread equally over those three years? <laughs> Or is that too straightforward a reading? It's well, at the moment it's not actually because we've sort of got to ramp up. There's a lot of infrastructure that we've got to build, a lot of Such technical platform stuff that Lucy's team, and we've got to hire people. We yeah. can't make stuff until we've hired people, and um, so it's it's a slow start, and then it will ramp up quicker. I think that's what we think at the moment. Obviously, there are things that we don't know. There, there, we, you know, there's, there's more research that we need to do. There's we're going to get ideas from you guys, hopefully, and that might need, lead us to think, oh, we might go in that direction and not that direction. So um, it's exciting time. Yeah, and one of the additional challenges with digital products is that, like a puppy and apps for life, not for Christmas. <laughs> so, you know, as long as that app is in that app store, you've got to look after it. It costs money. You have to maintain it. You've got to put content in it. If Apple releases a new phone and the app breaks, what do you do? So, you know, as, as long as those apps are alive, they cost us money. They take up time and effort and, you know, We'll turn things off if they're not successful. We'll launch new things when they are. But actually looking and seeing what the audience is loving and is using will partly dictate what we do. So, you know, we have to kind of wait and see what, what works. Yeah. Interesting times. We, we are literally running out uh, of time. Uh, but 
I would like to say that some of the, I think as was said perhaps at the top, uh, some of the commissioners are around afterwards to talk further and to say thank you to Fourth Wall Creative for sponsoring, but mainly thanks to these guys for telling us what they're up to. Thank you.